Hi, and welcome to Does This Make Me Look Old? A podcast about aging as gracefully as possible when you're just not ready. We're two 40-something-year-old friends who find themselves kind of straddling that really odd period of time when aging and everything that it's associated with is starting to become a much bigger part of our lives. We're definitely curious, but at the same time, rather terrified about aging. I'm Shiv. I'm a health science nerd and pop culture fiend. And I'm Sim, an adult-in-waiting, obsessed with finance and self-help books. We're going to be talking about the stereotypes of aging and how they affect us. And we'll also be doing some deeper dives um, into some interesting topics, such as what it's like to get old in the society, dating when you're older, and scientific advancements in anti-aging products, and even evolution and scientific thinking around aging. And throughout it all, we chat, rant, laugh about our adulting mishaps, of which there are so, so, so many. So join us as we navigate our second quarter life crisis. Hi, and welcome back to this week's episode of Does This Make Me Look Old, where we come to the conclusion of our three-part chat with Taz um, and biological clocks. Hi, Shiv. Hey, Sam. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm just excited. Like, oh my gosh, this is like, you know, the final, um, the final part, chapter, the final chapter. Last <laughs> week, <laughs> we, we spoke about uh, career chat, like, you know, impacts on, on, on having kids. And, and you, you asked a good question last week on uh, free if egg donations and freezing eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was discussing this, uh, which we didn't get to story. Yeah, no, no, which so. and which we get to finish this week. So, so yeah. we have a really interesting chat coming up. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, and last week we also talked about climate change and <laughs> the, the impact on the decision to have kids and things like that. So, so this week we're going to be talking about, yeah, we're going to wrap up the discussion on egg freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, you end up talking about you having, having young parents and the impact of that on like you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you and know then, what though? I realized I never actually mentioned that it was really weird at some points because, um, especially like with my dad and my parent mom, like I, when I got to a certain age, people would think that my mom was my sister and <laughs> uh, my dad was my partner. So, you know. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, we'll have to unpack that in a later that, episode. We will have to. The number of times <laughs> where that has happened. Oh, my uh, goodness. Terrifying. <laughs> I oh. forgot to mention that um, when we chatted about this. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I feel like a therapist might have a field yeah. day with that one. <laughs> oh, man. The therapist. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. a different story. <laughs> Yeah, and then I get a bit sciencey in this one and start talking about uh, genetic mutations and stuff. So it should be a very interesting episode. Oh, just uh, for the record, uh, this was Shiv in her normal element. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know, basically explaining my job very badly. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love that in almost every episode, you always um, somehow either terrify me with one of your facts, <laughs> health-related, <laughs> or, or you flabbergast me because I'm like, what? How did that happen? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> um, but it's, it's fascinating um, every time, so... <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're fascinated. Well, I mean, medicine is fascinating, I have to say. So, 
Uh, well, welcome to my world. It is. It's like it you you oscillate between like sheer horror and like complete fascination. Yes, welcome to Shiv's world and welcome to our world for this week. Um, and hope you enjoy the last uh, part three of Biological Clocks. So, so you remember, um, I had a doctor who was a little bit abrupt in her delivery of how she spoke about things. I don't know if you guys remember, because I was like a little bit traumatized. <laughs> anyway, this was like a few years ago, around three, four years ago, before okay. I switched doctors. And um, so it was like, right, like I had found this person, overall nice person, but there was just an abruptness to her, um, you know, um, that was a little bit interesting. But anyway, mm-hmm. she actually um, told me about uh, freezing my eggs and, um, you know, was like, Hey, listen, you know, you're, I think I was like 36 at the time. Yeah. And she was like, um, do it, do it now, you know? And just, um, she's like, I'm freezing my eggs and I'm just going to do it so that when I'm ready, you know, and I'm like, Oh, okay. And I remember being taken aback a little bit, but at the same time, um, it was, yeah, I mean, it was something to, you know, consider but uh but you're right like i think had there been a little bit more like maybe if you know some other additional information at the time this was like so new to me um mm, yeah. I don't think i quite um processed it quite as much but yeah but uh but yeah um it was that was the first time i actually heard about like it being like a mainstream possibility like it's not something that only <clears throat> you know, um, few people can do. Yeah. Well, I mean, like technically anybody could do it. It's just that yeah. the thing is, is like, it, it is quite a pricey option. Exactly. And, uh, and yeah, like, I mean, I would like, seriously, if, if women could like, if, if women knew that they were probably like thinking about having kids like in their thirties, like when, when they've kind of like completed training for a career or they're more established in a career or whatever. And then, um, and freeze their eggs like in their 20s. Like basically mm-hmm. you've got 20-year-old eggs that you can use in your 30s that mm-hmm. like have a better chance of getting, you know, like pregnant. Yeah, like a, have a get better chance of being viable, right? So like I mean, it just yeah, I just like I personally think it should just freaking subsidize it and just allow everyone to have it. <laughs> of course, this is if we fix the earth first. <laughs> so you're not bringing a whole bunch of kids into the world. So many ethics involved. So much ethical No, stuff. no. True. No, it's true. You know, I, I think, yeah, like I remember hearing about, same way, same as Sim, like hearing about egg freezing when you're earlier. I mean, it's still sort of new now and we, we hope that the egg is viable for, I don't know how long it freezes and um, oh, no, they're they're good for quite a while. Like yeah, for, like multiple I, multiple years. Multiple yeah, times, yeah. So I think the first time when I heard about it, like oh, that's kind of cool. But also at the same time, hearing oh, but it's a very painful process for a woman to to do it because you have to go on fertility. Yeah. Uh, to like produce yeah. the eggs and take it. So it is. You're right. It is quite the commitment um, for someone to have. But you're right. I think it is a very uh, viable choice because yeah you know you you can confidently say your eggs in the 20s are generally better so you would as a woman you have that fertility choice then say okay i want to i can have a kid when i feel more settled and have more resources now 
It's true. Now, being a parent of a three-year-old when you are 43, um, I feel like I could kind of, I would like to play a little bit of the devil's advocate because now, uh, so I did have my kids uh, and my husband too. We had our stuff sorted out. We, you know, were sort of financially stable. We felt like we did all the things we wanted to do. Then we had a kid. So in some ways it was good. But also at the same time, as our kids are becoming older and older, and now we're in our 40s and we're waking up a little bit creaky in the morning, uh, we're also thinking, holy shit, like these kids are going to be teenagers and we're going to be in our, in our 50s. Like, are we going to actually have the energy to do this? <laughs> you know, like realistically that, okay. yeah. I mean, maybe if you're a very fit person and you're a fit 50-year-old, that's great. Right. But OK, we're not 50 yet, but realistically, we're thinking that I'm like, huh, you know, by the time my kid is an adult, I would be quite old. It's entirely possible I will never see my grandchildren because if the trend continues, my kid will have their kid when they're 30. I'm not going to be around for that. <laughs> so, like, it's, it's a lot of things into into consideration. So I, I remember we were. My husband and I having this conversation before and we were thinking, huh, I mean, hypothetically speaking, we're like, had we met in our 20s, would we have had a kid that early? And I think he said, definitely, I would have had, uh, I would have liked to be a young father because then I feel like then I would have a lot more energy, you know, you know, it, when my kid is tweens and is, is into sports or doing all these things, I would have that kind of um, stamina I may not, at that time, we may not have been that financially stable for, mm-hmm. to, you know, provide a lot of things, but we would have like physical aspect, like purely by mm-hmm. being young parents there. I mean, we are starting to see the advantage of people who are young parents mm-hmm. who yeah. did um, have a kid right after university, happened to meet the right person, happened to get married and happen to have a child when they were 22, 23. And, and sometimes you wonder, you know, maybe you can have someone like that on your guest and uh, on your podcast and say, say that opinion. I mean, I haven't spoken to people um, I know who are young parents, but they mm-hmm. seem to now have uh, lots of time. They're like, their kids are teenagers and you know, they're, they're over the hard phase. Is what <laughs> But um, if I were to play devil's advocate on this one, um, yes, you would have energy, but would you actually be able to make the time if you are trying to get financially stable? Um, A lot of young people, um, you know, for example, put in a lot of long hours in their careers, um, you know, because they're trying to um, get established or do things with, you know, you know, I don't know. I'm just making this, I'm just, you know, playing devil's advocate here, but like, um, uh, you know, if they're, uh, maybe they're going to school and working and if they're young parents as well, would they actually really have the time they would have the physical uh, energy, but would they actually have the time to put in with their kids? And I don't know if that's always the case. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, saying that I don't know if that's all it's possible it's possible okay so I'm gonna chime in get to devil's advocate yeah 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 (laughs) another devil's advocate (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) it's 
chain link of devil's <laughs> advocacy. Anyway, so um, really loves us to <laughs> I know. Um, well, no, I but I'm curious. It's funny that you say that because like, weren't your parents very young when they had you? Very. Yeah. Very, so like, yeah. so then, so like, how do you feel about that as like being the child of young parents? Um. So, huh. um, I, I do. So my sister and I are like ten years apart, and I always joke that it was like two different sets of parents. Um, <laughs> you know. Um. So yes, on one hand, um, I think that um, my my parents, and I'll, I'll, I'm saying this facetiously, but um, yes, my parents. As opposed to her parents. <laughs> as opposed to her parents. Um, um, uh, you know, her parents were a lot more traditional in the sense that, you know, uh, it was the right, almost the right age gap, right? Like they were in their late 20s, um, you know, and, and or like early 30s and late 20s uh, when, when she was born. And so she got a lot more of that traditional outlook of, I don't know, I can't explain it. Whereas for me, um, my childhood, <laughs> it was a little bit of a mishmash um, in the sense that, yes, I spent a lot of time. I was the only kid in my parents' friend circle. So um, I don't think I actually got uh, <laughs> uh, bedtimes and routines <laughs> in life um, when I was growing up because I was the kid that literally my mom and my parents would take me whenever, whenever they went up and hung out at their friend's house or the friends would come over. And so I would be the kid in the corner or, you know, show drawing something and then going off to all my uncles and aunts and, and being like, here, look, here's what I just did. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, you're like a genius, right? And, <laughs> and then they'd go back to like, whatever board game or whatever they were doing. Right. And so I didn't I, like, it was, it was different. Like they were energetic. Uh, but my dad would work till 7 PM. Like he, he wouldn't come home till late. Um, so my mom was a homemaker. So yes, I spent a lot of time with her, but my dad spent a lot of time at work and, you know, and then, and then they would come home and then they would, take me out or whatever. And so I didn't actually, they weren't strict in terms of like bedtimes and, you know, those kinds of things. Um, so, I mean, there are pros and cons, but, um, and I think that's kind of one of the reasons I'm I, I, like, I'm bringing that up is because like, whereas with my sister, you know, my, they were a lot more, there was a lot more routine of life uh, when she was born you know um and and um so yeah it was just an interesting thing if that makes any sense but yeah i don't i didn't actually like having young parents was kind of fun but also as my mom jokes like i was the experiment child cuz she didn't know what she was doing <laughs> and so a lot of those things were like okay i guess that will work. Maybe let's just try, <laughs> you know, let's see what happens. To go back to the question, <laughs> the devil's advocate point that Sim, Sim brought up about, uh, yes, you know, if you're not, if you have children very early, you're working really hard in your career, um, you may not have the time. Uh, yes. But I also wonder if that's something that was true in our parents' generation. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. they, their life expectancy was shorter. They they foresee that they would retire by 50 probably when they were young. So there was probably a need to be 
putting in more work when you're 20. Um, mm-hmm. You must, because it was all of it. They're like, oh, the idea well, in their head was always, oh, you get married in your 20s. Uh, you know, you started this company and you become, you know, you stay in this company and this is your career choice that you pick. So clearly you have to work very hard because now you have to have your support, your children, and then you retire by 50. But now I'm talking purely for now generation, this generation right now, Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case. Like twenty-year-olds don't walk around thinking about, oh, I'm I want a managerial position. I want to be in a company that is going to keep me for twenty years. They don't. Well, because that doesn't exist. Anymore. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that happens. It doesn't. They're all influencers. They work from home. <laughs> But they're working 24 7 though. <laughs> oh, yeah. But hey, there are influencers who have children and that's part yeah. of their, their gig. So I yeah. mean, there, there is a lot of, uh, so I, I think all of different it is world. different world. Yeah. It's a different world. I just, and I think in a way, our exercise when we were talking about it was kind of thinking from our generation that, oh, you know, going forward is the next generation going to do the same as us about our generation we fed off our parents where we grew up with this idea that oh yeah 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 you have children after you've gotten your degree you've got a good job you have enough for a down payment of a house for that white picket fence then you have child right but i don't know i don't know if that's the next generation's way of thinking it may not be they may their entire career goals might be entirely different so kids could theoretically appear early if they want to or not at all because if the climate is shit then none of them nobody will have (laughs) or if they appear but i mean to have those things happen too like um you you need support that's another reason i think our generation delayed having children because we knew we couldn't really uh we didn't have a network a village because cousins to watch us aunts and uncles to watch yeah. the children we yeah. had to make enough to pay and, the daycare which is the same as a mortgage so no, yes you do and, and in my case I, in my case my parents none of their friends had kids when i was uh because uh, I was the only kid. So that sucked too. So I had an entire village, but it was too ma- too much. <laughs> true, true. But even even now, that could be the same for a kid who's 40 because if all yeah. of everybody else is, it's, it's, it could entirely happen now yeah. too for yeah. a child because just because they don't, A, don't have a village, parents don't have a village or the parents' village doesn't have friends that have kids. That can happen either way is what I'm saying. But I think... Yeah. You know, it this drive to go back, like completely res- reversing this this pull of this biological clock, is what I'm getting mm-hmm. at. Like this need that we have in our head. Oh my god, we need to have kid by a certain time. Where mm-hmm. um, having them or freezing the eggs, all of that again is part of that biological drive. So I'm saying, well, what if it it could change down the road? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. people will say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to have my kid at 20. But for that to happen, there's got to be a lot of support. Like childcare yeah. have to be very affordable uh, because clearly the village isn't magically appearing. People are no, still no. very yeah. nuclear family. Nobody's living in an extended family. So if that doesn't happen where there is like government support. Yeah. Well, I mean, or like, like what's happening in Quebec, right? I mean, obviously there's like political factors that are different in Quebec versus here because, you know, like obviously they're trying to preserve the 
their culture and their French language. And I think as part of that, like there's a big drive to have children, right? Like to have Francophone children. And like, so I think that like, um, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I mean, like that, that's the only way that you can really explain why there's like such a push for like affordable daycare and like, oh. and they subsidize a lot of IVF tr like treatments and stuff like that. They're, they're, they're very pro family. And I'm sure that that's like, I'm, there may be a number of factors. Like there it's like, a, it's basically like they, um, it's, uh, you know, it's a Catholic culture. So I think like part of that is very family oriented, but then I'm sure that part of it is just like, they want the French culture to thrive. And in order for the French culture to thrive, you need the legacy, you need like the parents to have children and so on. Right. So I think like there's a very big push to have children and not just one child, but like many children. And so like, um, so I think like that's why it's very family friendly in, in Quebec. Like if you even like if you look at the daycare differences between like Quebec and other provinces, oh, it's yeah. like astounding. Astounding. Oh, no. It's so cute. It's so yeah. cute. I mean, apparently the federal government is pushing a lot of funding into Ontario. Apparently, mm -hmm. childcare is gonna get very affordable. So the rumor has it we don't know if it will happen um mm -hmm. maybe and, and also in ontario now too they also do um subsidize one ivf so they're doing some mm -hmm. a little bit but you're right i think uh i didn't i wasn't aware that this was the case for quebec um, well, this is yeah. this is like Makes my sense. this is my like theory of like why it's happening i like, think like, you're absolutely knowing, right yeah. yeah i think i think you are you are probably quite accurate in in that theory i think but ontario is also happening in ontario but you're right i don't think you'll ever go to that level where they'll be like have multiple children they might be like okay this is an insane <laughs> cost of daycare fine we'll relieve you a little bit that's probably as far as as it will go um yeah. and it's, they're still only covering one ivf it's not like as you said, it's not they're subsidizing uh, egg freezing and they're not subsidizing mm -hmm. more than one IVF. So mm -hmm. the push isn't as much. Maybe the push is there purely because they want a higher birth rate for Canada because the growth rate for Canada is still low. It's diminishing, yeah. And, and I mean, and, I, and I'm sure that part of that is just like the population is aging. And as the population ages, who is there to actually fund the care for like, you know like older adults it's mm -hmm. it, it's like refugees it's, and immigrants exactly right you came to canada now take care of all the older people exactly. <laughs> and who knows maybe that's a good thing like i was arguing saying hey why do we need to why are we pushing for increasing birth rate did you hear in china they're like freaking out because their birth rate is so low. Now they're giving people incentive from one child policy. They've gone into to three. Two children, three or two, to and three. We, will, yeah. we will pay you. And people <laughs> still don't want to have children. So I'm like, well, why are we pushing for their birth rate when we have all we have all over the world is migrant crisis because of climate change? Hey, yeah. man, bring them over. Yeah, exactly. Come on in. <laughs> forget the birth rate. Forget to bring more children. Let's bring all of those people. Just you know, but that's me. That's my I think political viewpoint where I'm just like, no, let's just help them because mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's another way to help them. <laughs> if the birth, if the only reason you want more children is to like 
prop up the economy than like, hey man, just increase your immigration. <laughs> well yeah well it's interesting you brought up like that whole like changing of what we think about like this biological clock because like all like our entire at least like for me like the whole biological clock scenario was like really crystallized for me when I was in like my genetics program where it was just like oh yeah like you know like 35 that's when the eggs start to like you know (laughs) disintegrate um, (laughs) it would be basically that's when you start producing mutant eggs so get on it so then uh um but then like there's some interesting thinking around that that's been changing in this like in the medical scientific field which is that and and like and it's yeah it's it's all very curious because you know for the longest time it was like oh eggs eggs are always the problem because like just just and here I'm just going to give a little bit of a science lesson but like basically like when a woman is born like all the eggs that she will ever produce have like already been created like within her as a fetus right so then like and they're all stopped in a certain stage of like cell division and it's only when she hits puberty that they start to like actually like rev up back into like proper cell division and then like a few of them all kind of undergo cell division and then like one matures and then you know like that's when you have your lovely periods and whatnot you know so then um and so because of that cell arrest like everyone was just like oh you know but like the longer these cells are in arrest like the more that they're going to be subjecting like being like the the more that they'll be subjected to all sorts of like mutagens like radiation and like you know all of these different like chemicals, like whatever the body basically is subjected to. And so then that, like the, the cumulative effect of them is what causes them to like, quote unquote, like get into trouble at the age of 35. You know, it's just like the cumulative effect of all of these. But like, and so, which is why it was always kind of like, it, like it's a lot of pressure as a woman where you're just like, oh my God, like now, like I have to have a kid before 35 because like God knows what will happen. Like, and yeah. I'll, you know, like it's, it's because I waited so long that like suddenly, you know, like uh, I'm putting like my future children at risk type thing. Right. And then, uh, but like now they're finding that like, it's not just women, like men undergo this as well. It's just that they produce so many sperm that, you know, like when, like, if you think about it, like all the mutant ones don't actually fertilize an egg. And it's just like the ones that, are still viable that like actually do, which is why, mm-hmm. you know, like a 70 year old can still have a child. Right. And so, um, but they're finding out that like, as men age, their sperm actually acquire mutations as well. So like now I, I'm thinking like that, as you know, that like, does that behoove men to actually like worry about having kids so younger ages too, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the chances of you having, like, because there's all sorts of mutations that can happen that um, that may not manifest as, you know, as seriously as like some of these chromosomal abnormalities, but like there are, you know, mild mutations that, you know, put your children at risk of like X, Y, and Z disease. So, um, yeah, so I think the thinking around that is changing, which I mean is, like, I don't know. I don't want to say it's a good thing. Like finally men have to be on the, on the biological clock bandwagon too. But, <laughs> but then, and then the other thing that's changing too, is that like, they're, they're realizing that the body can some, so like, you know, for the longest time they were like, Oh, you know, if you have, a, if you have babies after 35, it's a problem. We have to like constantly like monitor you. And it's true. Like you do like, just to make sure, like, obviously like 
women undergo like prenatal testing and all of these things. But what they're finding is that like older women who have children, like sometimes what the body will do is it will actually take all of those like quote mutant cells and put them into the placenta. And this is fascinating. I just found this fascinating. So like it'll actually like, so like as the cell is dividing, like if all the mutant chromosomes actually end up going into the placenta and what ends up getting like kept for the fetus are all the good ones. So oh. even so in some women, what ends up happening is that like they end up producing a completely normal baby mm. and like all of the mutant cells are like in her placenta. And apparently this has been probably happening all the time, which is like another interesting thing. So it's like, it's not necessarily over for you at 35. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But yeah. I, I do wish that the story about <laughs> the mutant sperms got out into the media a little bit more. <laughs> I know, right? I, I, yeah. I, I am all for like, because I didn't hear about it until again talk to my friend who her husband is older and when she is like oh i need to have a second kid i'm like why I'm like oh yeah and, you know because my husband's getting older i'm like it's a thing it is what? a thing yeah, and she's like, no. yeah it's a thing but again other than someone in healthcare nobody knows about this yeah but maybe i'm with you i feel like this information needs to tickle out maybe through this podcast it'll it needs <laughs> to tickle out and because that you know, we'll still live in a patriarchal society. If men mm -hmm. feel this pressure, certain changes are bound to take effect. Yeah. Maybe they'll be like, oh yeah. no, let's make the work life balance a priority because. Because <laughs> yeah. men yeah. need to have their kids before the age of 32. You know, exactly. like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now don't be, don't be George Clooney and keep waiting to think that, oh yeah. I'm six. I've got tons of time. Tons I've of got time. Some yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> and a beautiful young lawyer will definitely show up to have my twins. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that women are the ones who actually have to bear the ch child, um, do you really think that it would make a difference if a man feels that they want to be a father early? Well, that, that can change too, right? Like, I mean, you can see it in the celebrity population. Some of mm -hmm. them are not having their own children. They have their children, but it's with like a surrogate. Yeah. yeah. It's with a surrogate, right? Like, yeah. I mean, True. like if you have the means, then technically like a lot of this <laughs> can be finagled, right? So, um, yeah. That is very true. You're right. The surrogates, uh, it is, that's also another thing that's becoming popular more normalized uh, too more right? normalized yeah. and yeah. An, an actual like a viable sort of alternative for, yeah yeah for people so yeah. uh oh, maybe the God. clock is not going to tick who knows <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah like I, I think that the i think the clock concept is kind of getting morphed like i feel like when I was younger, that biological clock concept was like a lot more rigid. And I think that now as we're learning now, I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, mm -hmm. and I think now is that we're learning more. You're finding that like, I mean, it, it still exists. Like, yeah, these things aren't really changing. But like, you know, you're realizing that it's like, it's not just women. It's like, all humans, you know, like, it's still it. there. It's a Dali clock. <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> it's, 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 it's sort of flat and not rigid. 
<laughs> it's Actually, melting. It's a melting. It's a melting, melting, melting Polly <laughs> biological clock. I can't. It's uh, melting. It's melting because of climate change. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and Dolly, Dolly would be would actually probably be proud of that. His <laughs> arts representing, you know, the reality um, in a surreal kind of a way. But no, I think you you guys are right. Like, I mean. It's not changing completely, but um, I think what's happening is we're finding other like-minded people and people are speaking up about the. So you're seeing more diversity, you know, um, and, and, and being able to sort of find a niche where you can sort of, you know, find others who think like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to everybody sort of giving in and, and following a linear path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Definitely. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like we could probably talk about this forever, but, um, you know, I think we should probably call it an episode. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Because, <laughs> um, well, you know, but Taz, uh, yeah, no, thanks. And thanks, Taz, for, for uh, you know, being so candid and sharing, um, you know, uh, your perspective and, uh uh, we hope you come back. <laughs> like we hope you didn't yeah. scare you. Like you know, like, I'm never coming back. So you know, and then talking to these well, girls, I feel now I feel like I may I may have shared too much. I will find out. No such thing. No such thing. You know, you guys are so easy to talk to. I may have overshared, but hopefully it was all. <laughs> Uh, oh Hi. no, not you no, don't worry. I mean I mean I, I disclosed that I thought kids were a parasite, which I think is like already like me oversharing. Uh, <laughs> At the tender age of like ten or whatever. So. That is scary. Just <laughs> scary. She was all she was always going to be a nerd. <laughs> I know, I know. It was it was ingrained. It was ingrained from a young age. <laughs> <laughs> gosh anyway um uh thanks for joining us today everyone and uh you know definitely check us out on does this make me look old.com and uh follow us on instagram um, facebook or twitter and uh or send us an email um is same um handle so does this make me look old uh at gmail.com and uh until next week bye, bye.